Hey everybody, welcome back to The Producers. This week's episode is uh, part two of the uh, Josh Guest series. Uh, Josh Wright. Josh Wright is uh, on a house team. He's a performer a lot at the theater. He's a wonderful, wonderful person. Also, I don't know if I got to it. I hope I did. Uh, Teacher of the Year last year. Um, Yeah, second Teacher of the Year we've had on this program. So I just want to say, if you want to be Teacher of the Year, come on this program. Or if you have been also come on this program um we're gonna go ahead and jump into the plugs any plugs he has will be in the description um rva comedy typical plugs that's the social media tag that's the website check it out and uh some come see some shows i'm in some shows everyone on this shows on some shows so uh let's see uh producers cast Get in contact with the show. We have an Instagram. We have a Twitter. We have an email at gmail.com. Um, send, send me something. I don't know. Do it. Uh, over to Music Park. I think they have something coming up soon, so make sure you are keeping your eyes peeled for that. Um, but without further ado, which <laughs> is a great phrase, um, we're going to go ahead and get started with the episode. So I hope you enjoy. And thanks for coming. Depending on my mood, on my attitude Sometimes I wanna roll or stay at home Walk in contradiction, get some factual and fiction A little crazy, little sexy, little cool Little rough around the edges, but I keep it smooth I'm always left to center and it's right where I belong I'm the random mind and don't you hear a major song And I like that Obviously, we have way too many chairs. It's good to have too many chairs. You ready? I'm ready. This has been one of the an episode that's been hyped up for a while. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I saw you getting a bag at them. I'm happy. Oh, I always have a bag, but I also have a present for you. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's not from Amazon, it's just (laughs) hacked an Amazon pack. This is happening now or later. Whatever you want. Mm-mm, just your present. What's that? My present, but you're giving me the present, eating banana. It has to do with the podcast. We're drinking now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So there, yeah. It's a present oh for you. Gosh. It's very specific to podcast fans. <laughs> yes! This is amazing! I thought you needed, like, something. Oh, my gosh. I, 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 uh, when did I share this? Was it on the live show? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so it's a picture frame, and in there it says, Nickelodeon Studios happily gives the certificate of participation <laughs> for participating in Nick's Slime Time Live. Keep on sliming. Signed by Nick's Slime Time Live host, Dave Azer. Yeah. This is amazing. And I just got this shelf. Yeah. I'm going to reorganize it so this gets a little higher up, but for now it's like... Gosh, this is, that's the best gift. Oh, <laughs> thanks. Well, I was like, I, I feel like most people usually bring you alcohol. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it is two thirty. Yeah, it's two thirty. <laughs> I'm going to the so, gym after this. And I thought, of, I thought after you shared your story about your sad time on um, Slime Time Live. Oh yeah, it was. Uh, oh gosh, uh, <laughs> did I do that on a show? You talked about it on the Coalition Live. Oh my gosh, show. 
I remember because you did a phone like this. Oh, that's ooh, that's a bad look. Yeah, it's okay. I for, oh I forgave it. I don't even remember what I did on that show, as, as, as it speaks to every other show that yeah. I've done. You were, you were at the original one, I remember. You were the one who started all the booze. <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> no, I, all right, I love to give credit. I think it was Sh- uh, Sean Hambright started you it. He started it? But then I... Oh, you absolutely, yes, yeah, I did the show. I, yes, I super supported his, uh, oh his booze. It was so funny, but that was one thing that like, haunted me doing the next oh, one. Sorry. No, it was fun. It was fun. I also we didn't have to release that one, so we're good. Mostly I was just booing Dan Falarka. <laughs> yeah, I did notice you got louder when he went on. I feel like that's true. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I have oh to give Dan gosh. a hard time where it's not, it's not a show. I feel like that's Dan, though. Like, he just brings that on. And then you get, <laughs> and then you get this look. Oh, yeah. So The Dan look. Yeah, if people know who Dan is, then... Friend of the show. Friend of the show, yeah, he, he's been on here, yeah, yeah. Um, but if you know Dan, you know what look we're talking about. You don't, you don't even need a picture. I feel like I, I just want one. I want, like, a full-fledged GIF. That way, I could post it whenever I want. Well, if you've seen the bar in my house, I have an autographed picture of Dan. Why did He brought me a bottle of wine. He did not bring me an autographed picture of Dan. Well, I got it for Christmas. I have an autographed picture of him. I think he's lying down. He's got sunglasses yeah, on. Yeah, that, that one. Oh, gosh. Yeah. That's an amazing picture. So, you know, I got his autograph for, the, you know, when he's famous. I have the real picture, though. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I need to bring Dashiell's collage in here. I just realized. And also, did you listen to Chris's episode? I did. Yes. I, I don't really don't want to bring that in here, but I feel like I'm just going to put it in the bottom corner. Laura gave me this. Oh, Laura Kelly? I'm so sad she's moving. Mm-hmm. I should have her on the show before she goes. Yeah, you should. A goodbye. Oh gosh. Quick, she, quick. Yeah, right? It's going to happen. I'm going to stop this show and do that now. No. Okay, all right, um, bye. <clears throat> so one thing you were super excited about that I want to jump right into because I'm really curious. Yeah. So, like, your views on is music. Mm-hmm. You, you were the only serious uh, entry to, the, like, the little Google form I made. Oh, yeah, yeah. We had already scheduled the date, and I'm like, oh, Josh. <laughs> I think I mentioned that in Jasmine's episode. So, you're a musician. Yes. Mm. I've notably seen you on uh, the Sounds Good to Me. Mm, the improvised that musical. Was so mm. fun. And I'm, I remember me and Matthew were in the audience, like, when we finally did get to see it, we were like, we should sign up. This would be so much fun to just just do. Like, we did, we did a kind of a miniature version of it, I guess, with Crying Boys. Loved it. Me and Lauren were nervous. Me and Lauren and Steph were nervous to go on. After watching that. Really? Oh my gosh, no way. You guys killed it. No, like, everyone is having such good sets. Oh, yeah. That we were like, alright, just go have fun. Just go. <laughs> you know, like, really changed the lab because, like, Yeehaw's come in and, like, uh, just a couple, a lot of small. Anyway, music. So, yeah. how long have you been playing music for? So, I started in sixth grade, like, with band. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm currently a music teacher. That's what I do mm-hmm. for my job. Uh, but yeah, I started in sixth grade band, like my friends were doing middle school band. I was like, I'll try this out. So I started on trumpet. Ooh. Yeah. But the, I am the king of like learning a little bit about everything. Like I can't, so I switched from trumpet to euphonium. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know what that is. It's that, okay. That, that sounds like That's a stone that weekends a superhero. That's why I, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's why I paused. What's a, what's a euphonium? So it's like it looks like a small tuba. Okay. Does it go around your body? No, you hold it like this. Yeah. Not like like, like a bigger French horn. No, because like a regular tuba, you, you like sit in your lap. 
Yeah. So it's like a horn that po- generally points up. Mm-hmm. It has the same like uh, range as a trombone, but it has a warmer sound. Ooh. It's popular in Europe. Okay. Yeah. But so you picked up that in sixth or seventh grade, eighth grade. Yeah, switch to that. <laughs> okay, um, I like doing weird stuff. And then, so then I I went to there a new high school opened up. Yeah, uh, um, I grew up in Hanover, so okay. right outside of uh, Richmond, not far. New high school opened up, so I was like, I'll just try everything. So there, I like switched to trombone. I'm, so I'm assuming you can go into any like band area and like pick up any instrument and be like, I can play hot cross buns on this. I probably could play hot cross buns, yes, on any instrument. But other than that, I don't know. But then you know, in high school, I got into like playing guitar. This was like, super cool. Yeah. Well, you know, I wanted to be like, I'm going to be in a rock band. I was like, um, that in high school, that's like, that's what I'm going to do. Did you ever be? Were you, were you ever in a band? Oh yeah, I played in like. Uh, I was never in a band. Bands. I always wanted to be in a band. It's my one one regret from high school. Do it regret. now. Do it now. We're going to do it. Me and Anthony are going to do something. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, it's so much fun playing with Anthony. Because, uh, you know, we played, we played together and it sounds good to me. Yeah, yeah. And it was kind of funny, like, the first... <clears throat> remember the first practice that we both played together? We're like, are we going to play at the same time? We're like, sure. And Anthony just can make up stuff on the spot. He's Like, he's already got an idea. You start playing, he's like, yep, I got an idea. And it's, it sounds great every time. Um, but, yeah. So I started playing rock bands. I picked up trombone. Were you in a ska band? Never in a ska band. Why weren't you in a ska band? Um, mostly in high school, I played in, like, um... I did, like, a lot of singer-songwriter stuff. Okay, so you you used to, like, playing by yourself? Could you guitar? Well, yeah, I, I did that. I thought myself, you know, just another white guy. Who's <laughs> got a take on, uh, on relationships. Um, and and then I played in like hardcore bands, mm-hmm. so it's kind of that wide. <laughs> I remember doing your "What Was I Thinking" and you talked about that like shows and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Because like in high school, I was like in the big one of the big bands. You know, like mm-hmm. man, we were the cool. We're like, oh, we're in a high school band. We play the talent show every year. Yeah, we play the battle of the bands every year. Uh, and then I went to music school mm-hmm. um, for euphonium and music ed. And realized, wow, I suck. <laughs> Not really, but it's just like when, if you're like the best at your school, uh, yeah, like and the then you go to a place schools. where everyone's the best, mm-hmm. and you're constantly like critiquing um, yourself, it's kind of. But you, you, you stuck with it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You, were you one of the best in that school when you left? No. Well, so so I, I went for euphonia. I, I don't believe you. It's okay. Um, yeah, I, uh, I'm often to say no, that I'm not doing awesome I, things. Yes, yeah, you are. <laughs> you were the best. No. From top, auditorium, uh, but whatever. I was not. I can quote my uh, <laughs> college professor as saying, you know, a few times I didn't think you were going to make it. <laughs> <laughs> you. Yeah. So I went for euphonium, but realized that I do not love the euphonium. Mm-hmm. So I mostly ended up playing a lot of jazz, like bass trombone. Like I really got into bass trombone in college mm-hmm. and did a lot of like big bands jazz music and still did the rock band stuff um you know my free time sure mm. I always like um like there's gosh I just feel like one of my favorite musicians was like went to school and studied like jazz and stuff like that mm. and I just feel like as a musician it just makes you so much more well-rounded when you really of course when you like study anything you're gonna be more well-rounded but I just feel like specifically like the jazz kind of portion of it really opens up 
avenues to like all different styles and makes the the creation way more unique. Yeah, I think, I mean, of course we're going to tie this conversation into improv, but I mean, music and improv are so <coughs> much in common, and I would say especially jazz, because a lot of the skills you learn when you learn like jazz improv is like you learn, you take the basics and the foundations, and I would say at the beginning of my learning how to like improvise, make up stuff, I mentioned was like, just be confident. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. always talk about improv, just be confident. Mm-hmm. If you do something that seems like it's wrong, like do it again. Yeah. You know, so then it's like, oh, okay, I did it on purpose. You did it on purpose, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Nobody knows you're making a mistake, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that's, Jazz really helped me with that. I was like, just go for it. Like, I would rave way, I always tell my students this too, like my music students, I'm like, I way, I'd rather hear like a bad, confident sound than like a weak ass, you know, attempt that's like, well, I usually don't say cuss in front of them. Yeah, yeah. But, um. What, 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 what ages do you tell? Elementary school. <laughs> I want to hear your weak ass shit. Oh, yeah, get that out of here. Get what do they play? Do they actually play instruments? Mm hmm. So, okay. I do a lot of singing. Um, yeah, I teach preschool to fifth grade, so it's a little bit of everything. Okay. I picture my experience in that time, and I was the recorder. Yeah, that's a popular. It's still still popular. We do a lot of um, xylophone Ooh, playing, teaching uh, them notes and stuff. Mm-hmm. I wish I had learned the notes. Uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, and, and we can go to that too. I have a lot of opinions about a traditional learning versus um, picking and playing. Mm-hmm. Okay, but uh, so we do a lot of xylophones. We do ukulele, um, bucket drumming. Regular, you do regular you drumming. do bucket drumming? Yeah, mm-hmm. I love bucket drumming. I was in New Orleans for like for several years, mm-hmm. and they had a uh, a really couple famous bucket drummers. Just yeah. the way that you can just like change the the sound. Oh gosh, I love I love drumming in general. I'm the uh, I rarely ever touch a drum set, but I love just tapping on shit and like I think I can do it but then I get to a drum set and I like, can't do it I, <laughs> no, lo- I no. love bucket drumming oh yeah no no I can play a bucket I cannot play a drum set very well I also get bored because it's just like the same stuff but like I can play like chords and the guitar and over over and over again be fine mm. well I think I, like, I think students really like it because <clears throat> I try to take oh we also do like keyboard piano too sure um but I try to add everything we learned throughout the year to songs. So, like, we might have, like, a project song where first we'll just learn the singing. Mm-hmm. Then, know some lot of drums. So, you pick, like, a real song? Sometimes. What do you mean by a real song? Like, okay, so, like, what? By a real song, like, a song that already exists. Yeah. You're not, like, making a song as you go. Oh, yeah. I mean, I do both. Like, I, 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 say, I like both, but, like, I'm trying to picture, like, what would be a song that you could comfortably, like, be like, we're going to learn this song over the course of however long? Well, like, right this year, all I can think about is how much the kids love the song Thunder. Uh, uh, who is it? Imagine Dragons. Oh, something. yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was three chords or something, so they can play on ukulele. Okay. And it's repetitive. Yeah. So I'm like, well, they already love it, so I already got they, them to buy in. Yeah. Um... So how about we learn singing, and then we'll add in, like, a bass line on the piano, and then other parts. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I, I picture that, like, when Pharrell's Happy came out, that was a... Woo! Yeah. Yeah. That was popular. Mm. Nailed it. I, I, I won't guess it anymore, because I'm no. one for one. Well, no, no, no. Like, I don't... 
That's probably, like, I don't generally listen to the radio. Oh, okay, here we go. So, well, no, no, I mean, I listen to Spotify all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, who, what, thanks to technology, like, who does listen to the radio? So I have to, like, kind of listen to, like, figure out what kids are into. So you, you would bring them the songs, you'd be like, what songs do you like? Yeah, I'll ask them, and sometimes they'd be like, this Drake song, I'm like, it's not, I can already tell you it's not appropriate <laughs> for school. <laughs> no, <Nope>, sorry. There's <laughs> no... I just know I, I could think of a way to translate that in a way that would be easier for them. I feel like, yeah, like for like the Pharrell song or like the Imagine Dragon song is a little easier for sure. Yeah, yeah. But I'm like, also, like, it has to be appropriate, you know, yeah. so content wise. So, what made you want to pick up the instrument that you picked up, the trumpet originally? Trumpet? Uh, no, like, literally, I got in a band because my friends were so, doing it. And I was like, okay, I'll do it too. And they all, no one stuck, stuck with it. But you. But me, yeah. So what, what, I guess, I, what, what was the turning point? So I guess to con- contextualize this, I did this last episode, but it hasn't been put out yet. Um, I, at the one year anniversary, I listened to episode zero mm. and I realized I had slightly been straying away from talking about creative process and like inspiration. So I'm trying to like, oh yeah, get back to it by like, at least asking a question about each. And so I guess my, my question is what, at what point did you were like, Oh, I love music. Yeah. So I kind of feel like I have different kinds of music personalities. Like I have the musician, um, gosh, it sounds so pretentious. So I have like myself. That's like, I make my own music. Yeah. Like writing my own music. I feel like it's different than playing classical music. Absolutely. Or something like that. So I think I just was excited that, Oh man, I'm I'm making this song. Like I'm playing this hot cross buns on this trumpet. So I just kind of liked, and I like the group thing. Mm-hmm. You know, like oh cool, we had a concert. It was awesome. And I think, I mean, according to my parents, I love music. Always. Like they're like you're always banging on pots and pans. I'm like really like yes, really. So I guess I you know I was always into like moving and beating on stuff. Um, but that's what got me, like, I just love the group dynamic. Like, you have, like, instant friends, and you're, like, oh, you're in the trumpet section, you have, like, instant friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and get rid of all those old friends who quit band. But then I would say, when I started making my own music, that's a little, I feel like that's a little different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess I could see how it's, like, um, all the music that I like listening to and the music I like to play aren't always the same. Yeah, yeah. Especially the music I write is, like, I probably wouldn't listen to the music that I'm writing now. Oh, yeah? I'm, I'm a newer songwriter. I didn't, like, trust myself to, like, do it until, like, the past year. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was going to ask you about that. Um, yeah, so I know you play... I've seen pictures of you playing the guitar. Mm-hmm. I know nothing about what kind of music you play um, or enjoy. <laughs> I, I, I guess to, to try to, like, get it down to, like, a couple succinct thoughts. I like... I like and I think you will understand this. I like good music. Yeah. Music that's made well. I don't care what the genre is, but if it's just like, you know, if it's, I like really technical drums and I like really strong vocals or like really some, something, something has to be like really good. So like the melody has to be good or like the flow or anything like that. Um, something that has to catch my attention and mm-hmm. oftentimes it's, you know, hits cause they, 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 they do that. They like kind of focus on what gets your attention. Um, Specifically, I'm definitely more like like rock and stuff like that. Um, I definitely like this like folksier kind of music. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I have a couple I, a couple artists I could show you what I would like. Um, but um, yeah, I, what I play is mostly like 
one person music. Like I have a guitar and I'm I'm singing. Yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. I can't I can't I can't write. But when I do try to write, it always comes out as this like sad boy acoustic kind of thing. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. yeah. You know you know exactly. What I got gotcha. you. Yeah. yeah. So it's just like for me, but it was like a very therapeutic way of like expressing all the feelings that I had. And now I, like I said, I have this song that I can play. Whether it's good or not, it's my song, so I don't care. Oh, um, yeah. Mm. But yeah, just just music that really... doesn't have, doesn't have to be complex, but like something that is not just half-assed. You, I feel like you can tell when something's like good and put, there's effort put into making this. Like I'm constructing a song, not just like making stuff. Yeah, I always, um, I feel like when I was younger, I was like, especially high school, I was so critical of people's music taste. Yeah. And then I got into college and again, like leveled the playing field of what is, <laughs> you know, what is good and stuff like that. And I think I was a little pretentious in college, but I kind of grew out of it of being like, what was the intention of whoever made this? Yeah. So, cause you know, people complain a lot about like, man, this band really changed their sound this album. I remember Linkin Park was the first band I knew of when I was a kid that changed their sound drastically from one album to the next. Mm. People hated it. Fall Out Boy is my favorite band. Yeah, yeah. And they get a lot of shit for having constantly changing their sound. And I feel like you're right about to explain why it's good. Well, I was just thinking, you know, so as someone who makes music, if you go in and you're like, this is what I intended to make, even if it's not my favorite album, I can appreciate the idea like coming to fruition of like man they really wanted to make a heavier album um cool like yeah they did it yes. i can appreciate it even if it's not my favorite whereas i feel like some people are like it's not like their their old stuff and, yeah. and that gets into this like, is what i want to hear do you make yeah do you make music like do you make art for yourself or for other people do you make it for other people 100%. probably both i mean even if it's your job you have to make it for other people but also like if you're an artist, you want to make what you want to make, so it's like trying to find the balance. Like, I remember, specifically with Fall Out Boy, like, they had to take a break because they each wanted to make music that doesn't fit the band. Mm-hmm. So, like, they each went their own way. They made, I loved some of it and I hated some of it, just because it wasn't my style. Mm-hmm. But, like, I guess I do have some styles, but, like, I don't know. <sighs> anyway, so, like, and then they came back and now they're working together and making music as the, mm-hmm. the under the moniker of the band. Mm-hmm. And so, like, it's, um, yeah, I totally get what you're saying. Yeah, I see, I can appreciate, I feel like now that I'm older, I can appreciate things, even if I'm not going to listen, like, you know, if I'm going to listen to it once and never listen to it again. Oh, or I can appreciate that other people like music for different reasons. Because I think sometimes I've gotten older, too, it's like, people use music for different things. Ooh. Like, some people don't even listen to music, and that's insane that's to me. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Some people don't listen to music. Some people are, I'm, oof, yeah, some people, some people's relationship with music is not like mine and it's upsetting. Yeah, and that's hard for me to understand. So, I mean, I think it's the same with improv comedy. You're like, well, you don't, you, you don't take one-on-one and you fall in love for the rest of your life. <laughs> but music's way bigger than like improv. Cause like if someone says, I don't like comedy as a genre in general, that's like, what? You don't have to like my version. You don't have to like my mm. genre, but you have to like. I, I just having experienced music and like, because we've all gone through like months where like you do listen to a lot of music and then like a month where you just don't listen to all the music. You're like, what's going on? Why am I not feeling kind of happy? And then you listen to music. Oh, okay, I'm back. I feel like that's been a thing I've gone through. But like, never listening to music, never finding 
something that tugs at you, whether it's like a happy way or a sad way or like motivates you, like mm-hmm. things like that. I just feel like I love that music can do that for me. Oh yeah. Cause I think, <clears throat> I mean, I'm sure it's for you. Like there's albums that are definitely tied to periods of my life. Oh yeah, for sure. And recently I've been like, what's my new favorite album that I fall in love with, you know, and am obsessed with. I'm like, I never went about it like that before, you know, like, let me search it out. I just yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. found it. Just like, I bought that. Oh gosh, you remember, you're, you're a little older than me, but like, I remember going to the store and actually buying the physical. Yes. And mm-hmm. like, my favorite thing was like, I didn't know what was on there. I was like, I'm going to figure this out. Mm. And the worst was when I, I would buy albums. Like, I love everything on this. Like I played a couple albums like to death, like, I, but but then I bought other ones because I liked a single and I didn't like anything else on there. Oh, yeah. It's just mm. like, oof. But, like, never ever doing that. I don't know. Music just, yeah, it's a huge part. I'm always mad because I played sports and they would always play music in between, like, plays or whatever. Mm. And then when things were happening, they would turn it off. And I get it. But I always, like, I like I, I run faster with music. I do this better when I have, like, something going on. Oh, yeah. Same. Like, I often really have fast. background. Yeah, yeah. I often have background music going on. And I'm often, like, have a song in my head or I'm tapping something. Oh, I, yeah. I, th- I think within the last week, two people have set, been like, do you, like, always have a song in your head? I'm like, mm-hmm. What's the song in your head today? Well, I mean, it's not even, like, real songs. Oh, it's, it's just, just like, like, a do-do-do-do-do-do-do. Like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm always, I'm always tapping something. Mm-hmm. And to the point where, like, any coworker I have is just super upset. Like, chill. You need to stop tapping. Mr. Taps over there. I know, yeah. I had this, I was at, like, a... Uh, a therapy, like a therapist's office, and they were like a therapy appointment, and they're like, "You seem really anxious." And I was like, "Am I, or is I just tapping?" I think it's both. Yeah, sometimes it's both. Well, I guess the thought, I guess my thought, my initial thought was like, "Are you thinking of something?" So your mind's occupied, so you're tapping because you're like really focused on something. Mm-hmm. And then if also there's sometimes I don't know, but yes, the fact that people don't listen to music. <laughs> That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, even if you just listen to the same shit you listened to in high school, like, that's... At least you have something that gets you going, but, like, never listening to anything. Like, no yeah. music, no Spotify. No, you, you don't know what LimeWire is. Like... <laughs> yeah. Golly. Well, um... Okay, I have, like... I'm very tangent. Like, I'm very... You see my improv. I'm yeah. all over the place. Um... So I have two thoughts. I kind of go back to the second one, but so it's kind of making me think of uh, the part about being at a time in your life when you like discover an album. So I wonder the same thing about, I know you're just starting to write. Mm-hmm. So for me, I realized I got in this bad habit of thinking I could only write when I was sad. Oof. Yeah. Like I have to be sad and like at the bottom to like come up with this angsty, um, this, mu- you know, this music. Because that, but you know why? Because generally I would write after a breakup, so then I'm alone more, so I'm playing music yes. more, and that's mm-hmm. why I wrote. Mm-hmm. And actually thinking, I was listening to Grace's, uh, Grace Mano's episode, and she was talking about the process of like, it's more about like the doing it, like yeah. just, just creating, just making, making, and, and instead of like the end result. And for me, for writing music, that's been such a big help, like just, all right, I'm just going to write today. Oh my God. Yeah, so that's what I do for music. Like, I I'm a I can come up with a billion riffs a day. Can I write a full song? No, because I always give up. <laughs> for me, <clears throat> I'm the same way. I have nothing that no words that I want to put onto paper, unless I'm going through some like 
torrential heartbreak or something like mm-hmm. that. And like, I, uh, I want, I want to have like, Anthony writes songs all the time mm-hmm. and he's someone who I'm really trying to use as an inspiration because we hang out a lot. So like he plays less. I'm like, I want to play more. Cause that was like when I first started to do this show, I was like, I want to play through three things. I want to do this show, comedy and music. Mm-hmm. And like music has died. And I think it was just because around that first like two month period, like I wrote like a couple songs and then I either got into another relationship or I got kind of maybe overwhelmed by improv because that really just like exploded as like a huge thing that I do. So like, yeah, I think I definitely want to get back into it and also try to put the pressure on to not always have to write songs about heartbreak. Mm-hmm. But that's definitely a thing that I, I feel super deep. It's like, yeah, I can only write when I'm, when I'm sad. Well, I think uh, I'm going to compare everything to improv. So. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think it's harder to do scenes where you're happy and you hide in that. Because I feel like people, it's sad that people, I, think, I, I know I feel hard to be authentic, acting authentically happy. It, you know, so I think mm-hmm. sometimes people on in my experience, when I write something that's happy, it doesn't come off authentic to me. It seems like cheesy or something, mm-hmm. but I think that's really, it's, it's silly, you know, to, to think that. Yeah. I often, I don't know what this says about me, but my scenes, my default is angry. Mm-hmm. Like if I, if you pick one emotion, it's, it's always going to be like mad or angry. I'm always like giving against energy and like trying to turn a scene. So yeah, I definitely could use more of like the opposite in both music and an improv. It's, it's not easy. It's not easy. <laughs> so, yeah. there, there's something about the authentic, authenticity there that really is like, needs to be like relaxed mm. with like wanting to go do that stuff. I have a question before I forget. Okay. The trumpet. The trumpet. Mm. So what, there are seven notes, not counting flats or sharps, right? A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Mm-hmm. And then, and then you take away, uh, so there's 14 notes, right? Okay. Am I, am I, am I correct? I you, mean, I'm not thinking about how I many notes there are. No, just keep, keep going. Okay. Saying. So the trumpet has three buttons, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, you can push one halfway down and down. How does the trumpet work? Oh, so, um, so say like you don't push any buttons down. You can play a bunch of notes. Without pushing any buttons down? Yeah. Mm. Just depending on how you change your lips or your air, it goes higher and lower. Oh, my fucking God. Yeah, same. So each combination, you can play multiple notes. Well, that's just... Meant, I, I probably should hold a trumpet. You should. Everyone should, everyone should hold a trumpet before I just, they die. You mentioned trumpet, and since I'm it, I'm like, ask him how it works. Because I feel like I've seen that before on the internet, too, where it's just like, you only got three buttons, and there are 14 notes. Yeah. But I mean, you can play, you know, there's different octaves of notes. There's not just yeah. one G. No, there's a, there's a bunch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I guess I never, I never thought about like what happens up here is always just like that. I'm like, how do you play different things? But the trumpet's not going to play anything like super high or super low. They play really high often. You got to listen to the right trumpet. I have to, I have to listen to trumpets. I have to do my research before I just willy nilly ask a trumpet player that question. Mm-hmm. See, I don't play trumpet anymore. I don't want to pr- pr- like purport myself as a trumpet player. That's, that's right. Tr- trumpet player uh, extraordinaire. <laughs> yeah. Ask me to play trumpet. Bring me a trumpet. I'll play it. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, changing your picture on the website to just a trumpet. Okay. I'll, fi- I'll find a picture of you holding a trumpet. I'm like, this is a dude. I'm sure there's somewhere on the internet there's a picture of me uh, holding a trumpet. 
Uh, but I mostly play low brass mm-hmm. if I'm playing a horn, and now I kind of drop that. Trombone. Yeah. Mm. And I kind of stopped playing jazz, so... Uh, do you mainly only play guitar lately? And banjo and ukulele. That's right. I've seen, I've seen Instagram videos of you playing the, the banjo. Mm. Oof. Yeah. I really would love to learn how to play the banjo. Oh, I love it. Yeah, it was my big instrument project, and then I'll say this summer I've kind of dropped it a little bit. I've been playing mm. mostly piano and guitar. Huh. Piano is another thing I'm trying to pick up. I learn like one chord every year, mm-hmm. and I'm so far on one in the past four years. Okay, so you need to catch up. I, really I think do. you can learn three chords. Three chords in three minutes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. I, um, piano seems like a super fun instrument, and also makes you just seem it's it's the kind of instrument I feel like you. Is there any instrument that you can play at a party without seeming like a deep end? No, I don't think so. Unless everyone's playing. Unless is there any instrument you can be the first to play? Piano, I think, is the, is that, the that, one. That's where I wanted to go, but I was like, mm-hmm. I better double check. I don't want to, like, commit. So I feel like if you're just, like, casually playing piano, because it's light enough, or you can just, like, play. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I really... That's always been something I've wanted to learn. I think ever since I saw a Rob Thomas video of him doing 3 a.m. live, I was like, that instrument looks really cool. Mm-hmm. And I was like, a kid. <laughs> yeah. That, that, being real. Okay, yeah. no, no. No, that's, um... And then, like... Yeah, just want, I guess instruments in general just feel like something that would be really cool to to expand more upon. Yeah, well, I love learning. That's the problem is I'm not. I don't. I'm not going to say I'm not great. I don't. I don't feel like I'm an expert at any instrument. I feel like I just know a little about a lot of instruments. Exactly. Yeah. Because I, I approach it for more like I'm interested <laughs> in the songwriting aspect, using them as a tool. Exactly. Instead of being like, I'm the best euphonium player around. But I feel like you could go into a studio, like a mm. fully equipped studio, and with enough ideas of like, like if we could write a song, you could play in it. You could probably play most instruments there effectively how you wanted, which is something that uh, one of my favorite singers did. He did his own album. We played everything on it, and there was a lot of shit on it. A lot of horns, mm-hmm. a lot of stuff like that. And I'm just like, I think you're in the same boat where you could do that if you wanted. Well, I'll say that's like my newest songwriting. Like, I used to play in bands forever and ever. And then when I became a music teacher, I kind of stopped playing music as much. Because that's your job all day is you do music. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of figure out... And the people I was playing with, you know, have families, so they don't want to do 11 o'clock shows on a Tuesday. Um... So I kind of had to figure out a new way to do music, so I started messing around with recording everything myself, mm-hmm. doing, like, kind of electronic-based pop music. I just feel like it's kind of like improv, where it's like, yeah, you can, like, do all that, but, like, it's got to be more fun with a team or other people, or a troop. Yeah, I do like doing that, but then if I... <laughs> but then this is where I feel like it's different with creating your music. If I, I don't have to share the, the space, I can be like, this is exactly how I want it to be, mm-hmm. where I try to be a good improviser. And sh- <laughs> yeah, and I feel like you do for sure, but, like, there is something to be said about, like, this is my project, and that that's how I felt with, like, with like the podcast. Like, this is my show, and I do whatever I want, basically. Mm-hmm. But, like, with the live show, I had a team. I'm like, I have to listen to your ideas. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, I would say when you work with other people, they'll often take you places you wouldn't have thought of. It could be good, but it also could be really bad. Mm-hmm. So with my music, I mean, I st- don't get me wrong, I still love making, like, if I made music, me and Jesse Schmally write music together, mm-hmm. and I love it, and it's a different muscle. Um, but that's a very specific kind of, like, folkier type music, where the stuff I'm working on now is kind of electronic pop 
Al right. City style. Hmm. <laughs> kind of like a uh, uh, Montreal. Okay. I don't know. I like them. Yeah. For, yeah, it's kind of more towards that. It's kind of, I'd say, my influences would be for this kind of music is a mixture of magnetic fields and then Montreal. Uh, it's it's sad boy electronic. It's like electronic pop that sounds upbeat, mm-hmm. but the lyrics are probably not. The acoustic version is like super sad. <laughs> yeah, mm, sure. maybe you change some minors to majors. I feel like that's something I would love to do, but like I'm, I feel even though Garage Band's super cool, I feel super limited. Mm. And like every time I like, I also can't listen to myself saying. Yeah, you just have to get used to it. Yeah, oh, I can't. Not now. Maybe when I'm older, but like right now, it's just like oof. Yeah, I, yeah, but everyone has that because you hear yourself differently. Yeah, I sound great in my head. Yeah, well, because of how your ears work, like the science behind your ears work, you sound different to yourself than other people hear you. Yeah, do you remember the first time you heard yourself on an answering machine? Um, no, <laughs> that was the first time I ever heard my thought knew my oh, voice okay. didn't sound like mm. what I hear because what I hear and what is put out there is way different. Oh, yeah. Well, I remember me and my uh, siblings used to record ourselves on, like, the VHS uh, camcorder and would, like, make videos. So you've always known it's never bothered you? you no, you no. It still bothers me to this day. Really? I listen to myself and say, I should probably just quit. No. <laughs> Jeez. No, you should quit for sure. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. All right. You're a little deep. Teacher of the year. Teacher of the year. Gonna, you knew I was going to bring it up. Though. Oh, okay. yeah. I have two so, friends who were teachers of the year this if, year. If you're my... Uh, yeah, that's great. I know my uh, my good, good, good friend, Lauren Serpa, was teacher of the year. Uh, really? Yeah. Where, so, where, where is she? Where, she's, I, didn't, I guess I don't know much a lot about Lauren Serpa. I would really like to have her on. Where does she teach? Uh, she teaches in Chesterfield, elementary music. She was teacher of the year for their school? Uh, last year. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. So she passed it on to me. I just copied her. Oh, so you guess you the same school? Oh, no, we don't. No, I'm just saying, like, I just copy oh, everything that Lauren, Lauren does. Serper does, yeah. I feel like that's a really good way to go about it, though. It, it's worked for me. It's definitely so. working, for sure. Mm. Yeah, I, uh, hopefully future friend of the show, Lauren Serpa. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's funny. I, I don't know if she likes talking about herself. I wonder. I did, I asked her over Twitter. Mm. I was like, you should be on the show. And she's like, I'd love to. And I'm like, so then I like sent her my availability and I didn't hear anything back. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure I could talk to her and she'd be down. Oh, I'm sure she'd be down. Yeah. I'll bug her. I'll see her today. Yeah. Let her know. Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah. I got to plug all my groups. Plug them. All right. Before I forget, I'm going to forget somebody. Right. Sweet, sweet angel babies. Yes. Me and Lauren Serpa. We're practicing tonight. We're at your uh, August refineries. I'll be just come to one. I'll probably be in it. Oh yeah. For sure. Sweet, sweet angel babies. Brave Ragu, Jensen, and of course Murder Beach. Murder Beach. Yeah. Uh, not this laptop. My laptop. I have the Murder Beach sticker on it. So oh, okay. Represent. Oh yeah. Uh, they've been spotted in the wild. I saw that. Mm. What was that on? I didn't see what it was on. Was it on a tablet? It's on a register at Carey Street Cafe. Cafe. Mm. Oof. There's two there. You gotta find. If you get, I only, I only give away one. Oh, there's another one that's been spot in the wild? It's at Carrie Street Cafe. Oh, okay, okay. Mm. That's awesome. Yeah, I want to I get a bunch of those stickers and just put them everywhere. Because well, you guys inspired Detective to make stickers, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know. We're, we're trendsetters. Trendsetters, for sure, mm-hmm. for sure. That's mm-hmm. what people say about Murder Beach. They're like, that's they're trendsetters. I remember uh, when Tiny Bladders was coming up through the refinery, you guys were also, like, big refinery, mm-hmm. like, in the team. And I'm like, we got to have a cool, like walkout intro too or something <laughs> so ours was we all sprint yeah. onto the stage mm. like as fast as possible and now 
I feel like the intro is 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 super important. It really sets the tone and shows that you're having like fun with what you're doing. So like, I'm trying to get detective to like do we have like we have like half of us are doing one, the other half are just like walking on stage. So I'm trying to do like cool like stuff. Yeah, I guess the Murder Beach chant like uh, it either alienates the audience or invites them in. Yeah, I hope it invites them in. That's the goal for sure. Yeah, it, it's I think it's just super. This is our thing. Like you guys have like a real. Like you like struck gold with like that intro for sure. Yeah, we've been doing it a little differently recently. Do you? If I'm wait, how have you been doing it differently? Well, like for second best fest, we played the theme song for Dawson's Creek and chanted Dawson's Creek. Dawson's Creek, Creek. yeah. <laughs> when it came out. Mm-hmm. Now I forget if it, I believe you had some things you needed to clarify from Dan's episode. Oh, his time, his, Dan Daniel Falarka's timeline. And saying it for the record is totally off. Okay, he's off. Not I just know it a little better. <laughs> I would, I would love to hear it. Well, he was saying that Murder Beach started in three hundred one, but me and him weren't even in the same three hundred one class. Um, we started in four hundred one. That's all I wanted to clarify. Is that the, is that the only thing he got wrong? Was uh, there's the probably class. more. Right? That's all that stuck with in my crawl. I don't <laughs> my crawl. It was four hundred one, not three hundred one. It was four hundred one, not three hundred one. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I don't know what to do with that. I thought I thought there was way more. I was ready to just dive in. Oh no, no. Uh, I'll, uh, I'm sorry. I should have came prepared. I forgot all about my uh, <laughs> Daniel Falarka corrections. I definitely was like, I forget because I remember uh, Michael McFall. Yes, when he came on, he was like, he had some corrections for Jim. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Because he didn't mention that he coaches. Yeah, Brave Ragu. It was Brave Baby and Bad Ragu, right? Yeah, now we're Brave Ragu. You guys merged. Merged together. How did that work? So, so, um, actually, I love telling the story about me and Michael McFall being on a team together. Because he's, he kind of was the, in charge of putting together, uh, Brave Baby. Mm -hmm. So, probably a year before Brave Baby got together, Michael McFall, I asked him about maybe coming to practice with his team at the time. Um, so, uh, what is it? Sorcerer's mother. Um, and so I came to practice and I was nervous about it because I think I was just in like two or one or three. I can't remember. And oh no, the timeline's wrong. It was four one. It was four one for sure. <laughs> no corrections, please. Four one. Uh, so Michael McFall approached me about coming to a practice and seeing if I was interested. So I went. I was like, I feel okay about it. And I never really heard back. So I was like, yeah, I guess I suck. And, but me and Michael McFall talked about it, uh, you know, a year later after I joined, he asked me if I was interested in doing Brave Baby. And he said, I was so surprised you wanted to do it because someone had told him I was not interested in doing the team. And I was told that I thought they didn't want me. Oh my god! Yeah, and I and it was just a miscommunication. So, oh, imagine all the Sorcerer's Mother shows that could have been. Yeah, mm-hmm. mm. I know, but um, yeah. So then Brave Baby formed, and then Jim was already coaching a team on the same day. So he was like, "Why don't we just practice together?" Because it's not a big number. Yeah, it's two it's two uh, quartets. Mm-hmm. Well, four and five. Four and five. Yeah, I think four and five. Um, so then we practiced for a while together. And then we were just, we had so much, we had good chemistry, and we, I think we were just good friends. We were like, why don't we just mix together? Yeah. yeah. And we mostly, like, if someone could be on one show, we'd fill in from each other's teams. So it kind of was basically... <laughs> With one team instead of two teams. Mm-hmm. 
I guess Brave Ragu makes more sense than Bad Baby. Bad Baby. Was mm. that on the table or no? Uh, I think there's a lot of iterations, yeah. <laughs> well, I think we just started calling it, well, we were Zarling's Darlings for a while. Mm-hmm. You know Jim loves it. He loved it, yeah. except for he hated it. He hated uh, it, but he loved it. He hated it, but he loved it. Publicly, uh, he hated it. And then I don't remember what, because the team opened up for Sounds Good to Me. That's right. I can't remember what the name, Daily Mix. Daily Mix, that was what it was. Um, so, yeah. So you guys changed your name just to open for that show, or? No, 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 I don't know. I think it was just what we were called. At the time. For that show. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I mean, I don't, th- I don't think it was very Didn't much thought. do uh, scenes inspired off of songs? Yeah. For that, for that mm. show? Yeah, that would kind of inspire the opening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've always, I've never liked that. Yeah, I've never, I've never found good inspiration. Yeah, it's. I think. <clears throat> yeah, I don't think I've ever been like. I'm in love with getting inspiration from music. From music, <laughs> I love. Music. How, um, how long have you been doing improv? <sighs> I was thinking about this. I meant to look it up because I'm going to do it wrong. I think 2016. Just just two years? I think so. You seem like one of those, like, been so, doing it for a long time. You fake it. You gotta fake it. Well, you've been off stage for a long time. Oh, because I'll say yes. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a over-committer. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, what? I'm an over-committer. How, how, does that, how does that tie in? Oh, like, if someone's like, what do you do? So I'm like, yes. Oh, yeah, you do a lot of stage things. I mean, you've been on stage for years. You've been doing stage work for years. Mm. Being in a band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, but it's very different. Band. For me. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's very different, I think. I would agree with you. Because well. I would say college, actually, I didn't have stage fright until I got into college. Really? Mm-hmm. Because you literally take a class when you're a music major where it's a class where you play for people and everyone critiques you. Ooh. Yeah. That sounds terrible. Yeah. And I understand the idea of it is you're practicing, you know, analyzing people's playing and stuff like that. So you're not critiquing them to get critiques. You're critiquing them so you learn to listen. Mm-hmm. And also... You do want feedback, but your teacher probably already told you all of the things. But hearing it, I guess. Okay, I guess. I guess. But it's more so like to practice. Yeah, you're right. It's practice critiquing. Mm-hmm. But everyone, would, of course, do. You're supposed to give a positive before the negative, like a sandwich. Yeah, yeah. But of course, it'd be like, oh, you have a very good tone. Like your sound, very good. And then it'd be like a diatribe on why you're horrible. Uh, and also, I like your shirt. <laughs> As the, as yeah, the back end. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, good. And also, that's a good shirt to play. You hold that instrument really well. That's really nice, yeah. So I can see the trumpet. Yeah, yeah. It was a euphony, it was a euphony, it was a euphony. <laughs> I thought you said you gave it up right when you got there. No, no, no. I, I majored in it. Oh, you did the whole thing? Yeah, yeah, but I, I didn't really care about it. It was like I just had to Oh, so it. you just... Uh, I, guess, I guess I thought, but you're like, I don't really care about it, but you kept doing it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Pretty much after my recital, uh, like your senior recital or whatever, I probably played the phonium maybe six times. Really? Since, what, 2012. Wow. Do you, you still have one? Yeah, I have baritone that just sits in my closet. I would, I would display that. Okay, yeah. I don't know. Make a lamp out of it. A lamp. No, it's very expensive. <laughs> and that lamp would <laughs> be expensive very lamp. expensive, too. Yeah. Well, you could... Oh, man, I want you to fashion a lamp that makes the you can, the instrument still playable, but also you could plug it in and provide yourself with some light. Okay, yeah. Like a, like a little attachable lamp. Yeah, I'd say that's the worst. I am worse. The, one of the things I'm horrible at is crafting, crafting. things. <laughs> like putting things together. Using my hands, other than to play an instrument. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I don't... So, with guitar, 
because you have been playing for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Do you? For me, I always find that I've been playing since I've been playing for like ten years. Mm-hmm. But like, I look like a player who's been playing for like three or four because I wouldn't always pick it up every day. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do you? Could you still pull out your euphonium? I'm really impressed. I remember that. Um, and like play. I would say. Yes, but it, it, the difference would be I probably would sound good for like two minutes, and then my endurance would be gone. Non endurance, no, like your because you have like to build lips and your muscles that you don't use for anything other than brass instruments. Really? Mm. Huh? I've never once thought about that. Because mm. actually, like most of the, the like production for like brass instruments is like happening with your mouthpiece in your mouth. That's what you said with the whole trumpet thing. Yeah. Huh. Mm. So I might sound good for like two minutes, but then after that, it'll like be like you'll be like a tired, tired old man. Yeah. What does it look any different when you build those lip muscles? Do you have like lip abs? <laughs> no, I don't think so. Lip abs. Mmm. <laughs> 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 yeah. Oh my god. I picture the abs like down here now. Yeah. Mm, love your goatee. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The ab good. Yeah. And then like. Oh my goodness. Or okay. like ab goatee. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I don't. I just don't have as much interest in playing those. I prefer. I think different instruments. I like some for playing groups. Like I don't. I don't have interest in playing trombone by myself in mm. my house. Yeah, because it would just be just the trombone. I mean, unless you like did like put put a song on and remove the trombone part. Well, I mean, some people you know write that way. But, you know, like um, that's like their main instrument, and they you know cool for them. But I, I feel I feel like I'm totally a songwriter musician. So that plays more to the guitar and the piano. Mm, it can, yeah. But um, oh, going back to kind of what we were talking about earlier. So I th- I think there's so much value of people who like teach themselves an instrument. Okay. Also, with people who learn the traditional reading way, mm-hmm. because I feel like once you like, it's like uh, something you're learning. Mm-hmm. You get so in your head about it, about doing it right. But people who, like, teach themselves, they're not... Worried about doing it right. They're worried about just making the sound they Getting want. the sound they want. Which, it might be harder for them, and they go along, you know... So, for me, I took one, like, one semester of guitar class. Mm. It taught me, like, D, E, A, and G. Mm. Those are the only chords I learned. And I remember they tried to teach me a C, but I couldn't do it because I wasn't, like, strong enough. So I was like, oh, I'll never learn how to play a C. You can, you can play a C. Well, that's my favorite chord. Mm-hmm. And then, I, like, a B, I was like, I'll never learn how to, like, do this. That's such a big... Now it's, like, a natural thing. So, like, yeah, I got the original experience of, like, this. And then it wasn't until I wanted to advance and become better and, like, learn scales or learn keys or whatever that I did that. And I feel like that was kind of speaks to what you said of just, like... I got a little bit of natural teaching to get me started, but the rest was all me wanting to do it, and also, like, not super worrying about... I mean, the only worry I probably have is, like, because I mostly would but be in my room by myself playing, like, covers. Mm. I wanted to sound like that. Yeah. But, you know, once you learn the chords, like, that's... You can do that. It's easy. Mm. So, like, yeah, I think that what you said is, like, 100% true. Like, there's... Super value in both, but I like that mine kind of combines both where it's just like, now it's just all me learning what I want to learn. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm to the point now where it's like, I want to learn all the crazy, weird chords that don't really work, but do work if you play them right. 
Yeah, there's like a music science behind why they do it over. <laughs> you know, and I think that's where that's what you get from doing a f- further education with music mm-hmm. is you learn all these tools you can use and. You know, just like in private, like you learn the rules and you know when you're ma- breaking them, but you know the context and how to put things together. Um, like you make the unexpected, like when you're writing a song, if you know all these crazy chords and stuff like that, I feel like you can make the unexpected seem like the only option. Mm-hmm. And I think in probably the same way, like. Yes, 100%. You can make the absurd, like, oh, that's what it had to be because you've, like, bought into, you know. There's one musician in particular yeah. I think I really want to show you. Theo Katzman. Okay, yeah, no no clue. Have you heard of Wolfpack? Yes. He's one, one of the people in Wolfpack. He okay. has his own like, side thing. He's one of those guys who I mentioned who went to like jazz school and like, knows, knows all the tools and tricks. And like trying to play his songs, I'm like, what is that, what is that chord? Like, mm-hmm. what, is, what did you do that? But then you, yeah, you listen. It's the only option. Like, that's the only thing you can play there, like, to make this song as good as it is. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, I don't know how to do that. But I think, yeah, like, there's any, like that's what happens when you, like, take a further, further, further your education in that field. Yeah. And I feel like people find that, too. You know, some people who, like, teach themselves or whatever. But, I mean, again, I, I'm all for, I, my, like, teaching philosophy and learning philosophy is, like, whatever you're motivated, whatever you're going to work at and motivated to do. Whatever Follow you, that. That's what I didn't. That's what I, I did in college. I studied sociology. Like, it was, wasn't really going to help me do anything because mm. now I'm in like all kinds of like data jobs and whatnot, like math jobs. But like, I really liked studying that. So like, I probably would have done music if I had been more musically inclined. But mm-hmm. since well, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I mean, I feel I, I feel like I luckily got into music school. And, like I slipped in under the radar. Some like someone. Felt bad for me or something. <laughs> what um was there anything else that you really wanted to get to? I feel like we've talked about music and I love talking about music, but I really uh, don't want to like overshadow something else you didn't uh, talk about. Because uh, I always love bringing in an improviser and talk about improv, but I always love it when we don't talk about improv. Yeah, but improv is something big to talk about. Oh yeah, no, and I figured we, I, I figured we naturally like uh, talk about it. improv, but um. Oh man, I did want to ask you about it because you bring it up on podcasts sometimes, and I wanted to see if I was remembering correctly about your your Pajor Plus One set. Yeah, that you did. Uh-huh. I feel like I was there, but I'm not sure if it was you or not because I didn't know you at the time. Yeah. So I'm trying. So, did you do? Did you go like on a road trip or something in this set? I don't think it was a road trip. It started out as. David, I was a manager at, he was the subordinate or whatever. Okay. And we were working at like a pickling plant. Okay. And that's how it started. And then I think what happened was we took like a character or something and made it into a different like, I remember being at like a dinner table with like dad who works at a pickling farm and then like somebody else. Mm. That's all I really remember. I just remember making David laugh. Yeah. I don't think I, yeah, okay. I don't remember the set, but I feel like I remember seeing the set and being like at first being like oh that guy doesn't feel comfortable but then I saw like a, a switch flip of you were just having fun yes and I don't know that that's what you felt like but I feel like I remember seeing you do that being like okay <clears throat> now this guy's having fun I actually remember the switch um I uh cause, cause he did the music inspiration mm-hmm. and I panicked and I just picked like a song I do love that song but like I just picked a song when, if I could like Pick the song I would want. It wouldn't have been that one. <laughs> yeah. But um, 
But yeah, so at first it was like, and looking back on it, like, I can critique myself, like, there was like a really thin relationship and it was mostly just like dialogue. It was something I get trapped in. We don't take it anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but then like, so David, that's the whole point. It's like, I'm going to like carry the, the show. And so then I think I surprised him by like, that I made him laugh. And I think that was, that was when I was like, I was, cause he was laughing. I was dying in the corner at my mm-hmm. own joke. But yeah. like, I think that was, when it was just like, I had fun and I don't remember any other, anything else after that. Cause I think I was just having fun. I wasn't like critiquing or anything. It was just oh, like yeah. being in like, yeah, I think that was what it was. I think that, I think that you probably, if you did see mine, that that is how it went. I think, yeah, I think I did. I just, I can't, I barely can remember what scenes happened last week that I saw. I don't remember anything I've done anymore. Yeah. But yeah, I definitely, I definitely, that one is, oh gosh. I wonder if he's, I don't know if he's listening to any of the show, but I talk about it so much. He's got to be like, dude, stop talking, <laughs> stop about, talking about it. I do love that show though. Yeah. Well, I remember, uh, I was so nervous to do any shows outside of the class shows for the longest time. When did, uh, when did you, so you took your first class in 2016? I think so, the summer, yeah. Okay. Just imagine you and Joe's, like, relationship stories, and that's mine. <laughs> like, y'all, y'all talk about relationship, like, how yeah. you got into improv or yeah, whatnot. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, that's me. Really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, because I remember, like, I got out of this, like, really tough relationship. And like, who, it, this is just, for people who listen to this podcast, it's just the same of, I was like, I don't have my own identity. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, I don't have my own identity. I was like, all my own identity was, like, this relationship. With this person. And work. Like, I don't have my own things. Because mm-hmm. it was out of music school, so all my free time was rehearsals for stuff. You know, at school still, yeah. but it was, like, outside of school or whatever. Yeah. Um, and I was still doing, like, bands. Like, even after me and this person broke up, I was still in groups with them enough to play with them and stuff. Oh, but anyways, my gosh. So. I, I saw one of my exes at Kroger the other day. Mm-hmm. They didn't even see me, but it was like, oh, I couldn't imagine having to play, play music. With yeah. Them. Yeah. It was tough. <laughs> oh gosh but um yeah it was like a really tough like, it was a long relationship and tough just got I think I don't I, I was, it was definitely a place of like yeah that was the end you know it wasn't like I was trying I wanted to get back at that time it was just you know you've been in a relationship for what four years or whatever and I was sad and lonely and my friend Joni who's awesome who is a often an audience member of the theater she was like you should come to the coalition with me so I was like, okay, I'll go. And I went to a few shows and I loved it. And then when I, so I just signed up for one-on-one with Ryan Clatterbuck. Um, and I found love. And also summertime, I was like, I'm not spending money. I can go to a billion shows. Why not? So I did that and I fell in love with it. I love the free yeah. shows. It's hard to picture you not doing improv. Yeah. Like, well, I was so afraid. I was so afraid. I can't imagine. I, I would yeah. love to see your one-on-one and just... Oh, Josh. Oh, well, Josh, yeah. But you, I also imagine you not having the beard, but I can't picture it, but I just imagined <laughs> it's not there. I had a beard. I had. Okay, I, okay. I have had a beard for a long time. Um, yeah. But I was so scared to do it. Like, I, I, I've told the story a lot, but... Oh, I, I do it for the show, please. Yeah, so so... When I walked to my one-on-one the first day, and I like, sat, we were in a line, right inside of the chairs in a line, which is not conducive for people seeing each other, just saying, uh, it was a straight line, yeah, I got out of the curve. Um, so I came and I sat down and looked, like, straight ahead, like, didn't look at anybody, and, like, someone walked in and sat beside me, and I was like, I think I went to high school with them, 
And then we were like, then we started, in, they introduced everybody and started on the far side. And I looked down and it's four other people I went to high school with. So I've been saying the whole time with people I know, but I was so in my own head. Yeah. And like, you know, so nervous that I like, I was like, oh, I didn't even know, notice that five people I know are in this class, in the same room. Is anybody in your one-on-one still in the theater? Pete Cloutier. Pete. I saw yeah. Pete yesterday. Yeah. Me and Pete have done everything together. Aww. Yeah. Pete's um, awesome. Yeah. We followed each other through and then murder beat. We were like, let's do an indie team thing. Yeah. Yeah. And me and him, some other people kind of talked about it, and then it was it was a, ma- a majority of our four hundred one class. Yeah. Okay. okay. So then, uh, was it what, was it what was the? Not to say that there has been, because I don't want to like make you say that there has been, but like, is there anything that's made you more confident? Like what? Like what was like a turning point for you? I think you like with any kind of performance thing, your body realizes you're not going to die. Ooh. You know, it's kind of like... Uh, <laughs> like, on that stage, I'm going to get off that stage. Yeah. Yeah. And I do... I, I do have... I feel like... Um, I ride this fine diagonal line between a, um, a low self-esteem and, like, think I have a really big ego. And there's, oh, like, this man. diagonal that I feel like I ride. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, I remember doing a lab with my two one, and only me and David Pajor showed up. So he's like, we're doing it, just me and you. And I was like, oh my gosh, oh my God, oh, I can't do it, I can't do it, I can't do it. And I did it, and it went well. I was like, it survived, I can do it. And I think, like, I was so, I wouldn't even sign up, to, I wouldn't even go to a mixer, like, in one-on-one. I was like, no, can't do it. And then I think after two-on-one, that show went well. Yeah, I feel like my class shows went well, yeah. so I got more confidence. I'm like, well, it's going well. And then I think after three-on-one, I felt more calm. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I think just doing it, just being on stage more. Getting the reps. Yeah, yeah, Um, because David Pajor is a big proponent of when you're in two and like, do the lab, sign up for the lab, sign up for the lab. Yeah, I remember Matthew took his class and they were up like three times or something. Mm-hmm. And that's when the lab was more, uh, oh, wait, often. Yeah, yeah. So, I think that, like, just doing it. Yeah, I think yeah. definitely the reps was super helpful. But, so, when you actually did that, was that kind of a moment where you're like, I can do this and like, you, I guess, I don't know. I, I tried talking. I forget who it was. Like I think it might have been Angela talking about like stage fright. Mm. Like I don't know if it's just because this getting up on stage, the way they first get you on stage with like the one on one showcase, and how like the, the support of the environment is and all that nonsense. Like mm. I feel like it's easy. Like, stage fright isn't like a thing. Like I never like experienced it here. <clears throat> I still get I still get nervous, but I think a big part of it, and I, I think reading. People said it, but I think reading a book about it and putting it in this context kind of helped me. It was like, you have to start with trust. You can't go on stage and be like, all right, I'm going to trust these people, like, eventually. Mm-hmm. You just have to go, like, all right, I'm just going to make moves and trust that everyone's going to support me. Or, you know what, if people make moves, I'm going to support them. Mm-hmm. So I think when I got that in my head of, like, instead of, like, what's going to happen? Oh, my gosh, are these people going to do this? Am I going to do that? Are they going to know what I'm doing? Am I going to know? what they're doing you just focus on what you're doing more on what they're doing and making them look good then yeah. yeah um and like more so like you for me i think like my philosophy is like you do all the thinkings on the side like when you're on the stage you just play you just play around and the people on the sides will make you look good mm-hmm. um yeah, that was definitely something for me that i have to like i think i still have to work on it of like think less on stage and just have fun 
Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I definitely get in my head, but I think I'm more often now just going and having fun on stage. Well, I know Michael McFall hates that, saying just going to have fun, but I think <laughs> with reps and all the exercise you do, you build these muscles muscle memory that allows you to explore and you have things to fall back on have fun with your tools yeah just like the music boom tying oh it my gosh yeah nice little bow nice little callback <laughs> yeah we could we could end here if you feel like you've succinctly wrapped up i don't know i mean i'm either way i know i had a second thing to say earlier but i've already forgotten yeah two things one 40 minutes yeah yeah no i mean yeah I guess, yeah, I guess, like, I guess back to, like, um, what did you want to talk about that maybe we didn't get to? Oh, no, I just wanted to talk about music, and I had to make sure I shouted out all my improv groups. I think you got them all. Yeah, I think so. Sounds good to me. It's coming back soon. Yeah, it's coming, it'll be in the fall. Be in the fall. Yeah. Uh, the Pride Sketch Show, September. Also in the fall. A lot of fall shows coming up. Yeah. If you get those to me, I can plug them in the intros of whoever's episodes I have at that time. Yeah. Come to Refinery in August. Yeah. First and third Saturdays. <laughs> first and third Saturday for Jensen. Yeah. For Second and fourth for Detective and Rodeo. And Resident Ghost on the first and third as well. Yes. Mm. Oh my gosh. Are you auditioning for the next round? Oh, I don't know yet. Ooh. Okay, man. Okay. Yeah. Like that. Well, is there anything, again, anything else? Rule threes. Anything else? Roll threes. Music, improv, um, life. <laughs> life? No, no, that's it. No, that was, that was it. Bye. I before Mr. Ammon's class. Because my mama couldn't afford new Jay's polo, thrift store, thrift clothes. That was all I knew. Do you remember? Uh, I remember when you laughed when I cut my perm off and you rated me a six. I was like, damn. But even back then, with the tears in my eyes, I always knew I was the... I like that.